0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 17th, 2017. Miracles Mobilization. So, good morning. Morning. And welcome to week three of our study of some of Jesus' miracles that we find in the book of John, found in the New Testament. Two weeks ago, our focus was on transformation, as Bonnie Seban explored with us Jesus' first miracle, the turning of water into wine at a wedding in Cana. Last week, our focus was on multiplication, as Stephanie Griffin helped us look more closely at the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. This morning, we will consider mobilization, as we discuss Jesus miraculously healing a man who's been an invalid for 38 years.
1: Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our mission is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. We've been on vacation for the last two Sundays, and thank you, Connection Church, for this is an awesome place, I have to say, to be able to to leave and to be refreshed and renewed and know that you as leaders and uh, people who love Jesus to, to make it possible because we aren't the church. You, we all are the church together. So I thank you so much. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for this day. I would pray that Each one of us would feel some kind of touch or nudge by you. It could come in so many forms, Lord, but thank you for creating and providing this place for us to come just as we are. And I would pray that we would leave a little bit different than when we came in. We give this time to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. amen, amen. So today's scripture is found in John chapter five. It's um, I just love this story of of transformation, of healing, of an incredible miracle. The Bible is full of uh, miracles. So we find that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem for a festival for the Jews. Now there were three festivals each year that were major festivals, so major uh, that according to Bible scholar William Barclay, he said that every adult Jewish male within 15 miles of Jerusalem were legally bound to attend them. Wow, what do we think about people like within a 20-mile radius of Connection Church being legally bound to show up on Sunday morning? Yeah. No. Yeah. no. You see, it wasn't about legalism, though. We aren't about legalism. We're about the heart. Big difference. So anyway, we're not told which of the three festivals um, is in the scripture, whether it was Passover or Pentecost or the festival of tabernacles, but it was one of them. We learn all about um, some of these festivals and Jesus' participation in them in the Gospels. The Gospels are written by uh, followers of Jesus. We get these great accounts of Jesus' ministry, Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. We do read that they, Jesus attended the festivals, not only fulfilling the legal obligation, but because it was an opportunity for Jesus to be with his people, a chance for Jesus to worship and celebrate with them. Mm.
0: Jerusalem, like many cities, was protected by a wall, and the wall had various gates or entrances. One such entrance was known as the Sheep Gate, and and near the Sheep Gate, as we read in the Scripture, was a pool called Bethesda. It was a very, very large pool. Many many people could be in that pool at one time. And in Aramaic, the the local language there, uh, Bethesda means house of mercy, Beth meaning house of mercy and has the, meaning mercy or pity the house of mercy this this place the blind the lame the paralyzed would lie there because they believed that the water had miraculous healing powers apparently there was a subterranean stream a kind of a, a what do you call it where the water comes up um a spring spring yeah a spring and had um would disturb the water and cause it to bubble up. And the the popular belief was that it was this disturbance was caused by an angel stirring the water. And the belief was that the first one in after the water stirred would be healed of whatever they were suffering from. And you think, well, that seems kind of crazy. Well, uh, but I can only guess there must have been some healings that took place because why would people like this man lay there 38 years waiting to get in if there hadn't been some sort of uh, happening as a result of that water? But you think, now, Yalan, yeah, you're really getting crazy now. But I'm not so sure. Who here's ever heard of a placebo? Placebo is what they use, like when you're doing a test on a new medicine, they'll give some people the medicine, some a placebo, a sugar pill, so to speak to see if it's really the medicine that's making a difference or just the idea of taking medicine that's making a difference. Uh, And it's not just a medicine, but we use that placebo effect for something caused not by what you thought it was, but just from the idea. Well, you know, and those sugar pills sometimes do in fact lead to healing if that person believes that it's something other than the sugar pill. You know, the mind can do powerful things when it believes. And that's an example, and perhaps the pool was similar. I don't know, it's crazy.
1: Crazy. So we have this man, the scripture describes him as an invalid who has been there, laying there for 38 years. 38 years, I mean that is a really long time. When I think about that, we waited 10 years to have a groundbreaking ceremony. 38 years, it's hard to even fathom. 38 years of laying there having a mistaken belief that the pool of water had the power to heal him. A mistaken belief that that pool would allow him to walk again if he could only get in there first. 38 years lying there with, with this hope that something would happen if he just could get into the pool. Well, Jesus sees him and asks him about his condition. Unlike other stories uh, that we read about healing, this man does not ask for healing, but Jesus takes the initiative and asks him a very simple question. He says, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well?
0: Do <laughs> you want to get well? That sounds like a kind of ridiculous question, doesn't it? Who, who wouldn't want to get well? Of course, then we think about it again. Now, Jesus asked a question. Generally, we don't associate Jesus with ridiculous questions, do we? And so, let's look at this a little bit closer, and why would Jesus ask that question, do you want to get well? Maybe the better question is, why wouldn't someone want to get well? Why, why wouldn't they want to get well? I'm giving a lot of thought to this, and maybe one thing would be this. Getting well for this main man means change. It means what he's done for 38 years is going to have to be different. It means his routine for 38 years, day in, day out, day in, day out, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year for 38 years, it's going to change and, and Here's the thing, things might not be good as they are, but they're familiar. And how often do we choose the familiar even though it might not be good, might not be the best, might not even be comfortable, but sometimes it might even be painful, and yet how often do we choose what we know? in order to avoid having to choose the unknown. I think if you really search, you'll find that some place or other is true for you. I know it's true for me, and it may have been true for this guy as well. Give me what I'm familiar with, because at least then I know what to expect.
1: Now, on the other hand, as, as an invalid, not much would be expected of him, so to speak. I mean, he can't get around. Perhaps as he's laying there by the pool, people would take pity and, you know, throw him some coins or give him a cup of coffee or whatever, whatever he needs. Uh, we don't know, but somehow this man survived for 38 years laying there beside the pool. What happens? What happens if he's made well? I mean, does that mean that he has to now fend for himself? Does that mean that maybe he'll have to get a job? Does that mean that no longer being an invalid, he would not be allowed to, he no longer could blame his condition on on something? I mean, he wouldn't have excuses. What would it mean? Does it mean that he would have to quit complaining (laughs) about the way things are because he can't do anything about them anyway? Jesus asks this man who's been lying there for 38 years, Do you want to get well?
0: Do you want to get well? Perhaps the real question is, do you really want the situation to change? That's the question. And it's the same question each of us can look in the mirror and ask ourselves. Do you really want your situation to change, hopefully for the better? And that's followed by the question, are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to deal with the consequences? Do you want to get well? Do you want to quit smoking? Do you want to quit drinking? Do you want to quit cheating? Do you want to quit looking at the computer at those things you shouldn't be looking at? Do you want to... Quit making selfish, bad choices. Do you want to eat healthier? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to find a better job? Do you want to move to a better neighborhood? Do you want to fill in the blank for yourself? About a year ago, last August, around my birthday, I stood here and shared that I wanted to lose some weight. We were doing a series. uh, The message that day was on uh, you can run, but you can't hide. And I was saying, well, I can't hide from you know, more pounds than I should and not enough exercise, and I said, I'd really need to lose about 100 pounds. I said, wow, two pounds a week for a year, 50 weeks, that's 100 pounds. Of course, some of my friends afterwards said, boy, you really put it on the line. You had a lot of witnesses there that day, (laughs) and so that seemed simple enough, two pounds a week for a year, because I really wanted to lose weight. Well, obviously, I haven't lost 100 pounds, I've lost some. I've lost 20, 25, depending on the day. This This morning, I think it was 22.175367. Keep it exact there. But it's not 100. And um, I wish it were, but it's not. But do I really wish it were? Well, the challenge was, it's just like, do you want to get, well, there's tough choices to be made each and every day to, to make that happen. And obviously, I wasn't willing to make enough of those choices to make happen what I'd said I hoped would happen. You know, there's when, whenever you say, I want to get well, or I want to stop, or I want to, whatever, there's going to be some tough choices, some consequences in order for that change to happen. Now, I'm going to continue to try to make better choices. But probably not going to be a hundred in the next year, but don't help me, it's just 80 now. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but it's still tough choices every single, and that's the same thing. Do you want to get well? Well, the question is, do you want to make some tough choice and tough consequences that come along with it?
1: So we ask ourselves that very question, and we're asking you, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? And perhaps the better que- question might be this. Do you want to ultimately experience healing? What is the ultimate healing I'm talking about? It's having the right relationship or a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because we can have all these other physical things going, but if we don't have that, we're, we're never healed even if we are in the body. Because Jesus is the ultimate Jesus is the one. So do you want to get well? Do you want to be saved? Do you want to experience salvation through the one that truly can make you well, no matter what your circumstance? You know, the funny thing about about this whole thing, for many, uh, you know, I, I say, oh, yes, I do, but perhaps I need to quit saying no to some things that the Lord is asking me about. Maybe that's you as well. Quit saying no to Jesus' desire for this personal relationship that is up close and, and personal. Quit saying no to, um, to the invitation to walk it out in, in this way instead of that way. Quit saying no to a life of obedience. Quit saying no to... Um, truly trusting, we need to trust God because his way is perfect. In fact, it's so perfect that he lived and died and rose again for every single one of you here. If you were the only one here, he would do it again. He does it for you. Quit saying no to Jesus as Lord. Gosh, so much in this world just wants to take that seat, that highest seat in our lives. But Christ wants to be at the highest seat. And our steps and our lives are ordered from that point. Quit saying no. And when we quit saying no, there are changes that need to be made. But they're good. There is a price to be paid. But it's it's a great price because Christ paid the ultimate price. So we could have that strength to keep on keeping on. Every step of the way. Do you want to get well?
0: (laughs) You want to get well? You know, the invalid guy by the pool never really answers the question, does he? He never says yes, he never says no, but what he does is he offers an excuse, saying there's no one here to help me get in the pool when the water is stirred. Every time he tries, Someone gets in ahead before he's able to make it in. Can you imagine that? 38 years. You know, the average lifespan in that day was 30 to 35 years. So he's already exceeded the lifespan because it doesn't tell us when he started by the pool. This guy could be 50, 60 years old. 38 years, uh, and every time... He can't quite make it. I wonder if he's just not trying hard enough. Or maybe he's just tired. Maybe, maybe at every year, about a year twenty, he just kind of wore out. Or or maybe he's given it everything he's got. Maybe he's so paralyzed that he just can't, can't get in that pool when the water stirs before anybody else. Whatever the reason, for thirty eight years he's been missing the I was gonna say, missing the boat. I guess I've been missing the pool, honey, for 38 years.
1: And then Jesus cuts through all that with eight words. Eight words. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Eight words. Would you say those eight words with me? Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And with those eight words, 38 years of frustration comes to an end. With those eight words, this man, who was unable to walk, is now mobilized. With those eight words, this man is about to embark on a journey like he's never been on before. The old is gone, the new has come. With those eight words, transformation, miracle, thanks to the encounter with Jesus Christ. It's going to be a very different life than what this man had before. Very different. And it may not always be easy because when Jesus is in the picture, it does not mean that all of life's challenges miraculously go away. Can I get an amen on that? (laughs) Amen. But I can tell you that with all life's challenges, we still have our rock and our Savior to hold on to and cling to no matter what. And we are never alone. And the dark is never totally dark again because there's always hope and there's always light and we have a shepherd who cares so deeply. Oh, we might not feel that when we're in the midst of the muck, but we can trust and just know in faith that there's nothing that we've done, nothing that we've experienced, where Christ hasn't been with us on some level. We've been talking about this physical healing of this uh, 38 year invalid. But when we say get, when Christ says get up, pick up your mat and walk, it might be get up and pick up your mat and walk away from the anger that paralyzes you or the pride or the self-centeredness. I know what the things are in my life. What is it in yours? What is it? And this guy relying on this old superstitious pull to heal him, and then he has the encounter with the one who truly is the healer. Jesus equals healer. And he has the opportunity, and you have the opportunity for new life. Jesus is the one with the real power. And this invalid of 38 years is able to pick up his mat and walk. Do you want to get well?
0: So, the question this morning is what Carrie just shared with you Do you want to get well? Are you an invalid in some way or another? It might not be physically, or it might. Maybe maybe it's emotionally, psychologically, relationally, spiritually. This is something keeping you from full mobilization in Christ. Keeping you from being all God intended when God first thought of you so long ago. Here's something to remember no matter... How far from well you might think you are, or you might actually be, no matter how crippled you might be, again, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, relationally, physically, no matter how crippled you might be, Jesus has the miraculous healing power to make you well, to mobilize you. He's got the power to tell you to get up, (laughs) pick up your mat, and walk. Mike and Maria, you ready to pray with some people today? That's what I thought you were back here. This is a good day to pray. Lord, uh, wow, I I could use some wellness (laughs) in my life. Lord, you could probably make me well if you can make that crippled guy well by the pool. Steps are wide open. Pray in your seats. You can kneel down in front of you so you can kneel down in the aisle if you need to. Go back and, Mike and Marie, if you want somebody to talk to, to pray with you, they'd love to pray with you this morning. Lord, need some healing. Need some wellness, Lord. I think you're the guy that can make it happen. That's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's get well. Let's pray. Holy Lord, I think if we're all honest, we could all use a little bit of uh, wellness, a little healing, someplace or another. Please help us to look into that proverbial mirror of our lives and just kind of fess up where we need you. Great healer. Please help us to uh, turn things over to you Rather than trying to handle them ourselves, Lord, please help us to be open, to reach out, to say, Lord, here I am. Please be a part of my life. Please, please be my Savior. We ask these things in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Connection Church agreed by saying, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website and just Show Up church. You can also call our church offices at 302 378 7692 Connection Community Church. Connecting
1: people with Jesus.